0: what is up ladies and gentlemen welcome back to the kingdom my name is drums joined as always by the brothers behind king golf regan and jordan hedley king it up first we got reg how you doing man
1: i'm doing good man i'm doing a lot better now that the raps finish that off in double ot our boy kyle lowry pulled it off again of Great finish never a doubt hopefully they can continue that play on to uh, game seven it's yeah. pretty exciting stuff man good stuff
2: Next up, we got Jordan. How's it going, buddy? Great, boys. Happy to be here tonight. I just We just had to push back the podcast about half hour or so to watch the two overtimes of the Raps game. I got to say, we've talked about this before a little bit, but I did, used to hate basketball. And now I can honestly say that there's some basketball games that I would prefer to watch over some NHL games. And tonight was one of them, like the Raps playing, the Lakers were playing last night with LeBron. It's just – it's entertaining to me. And, however, there's a caveat to that. There's uh, there's a few guys in the league we we mentioned before, like uh, that Embiid guy um, and a few other guys. And then there's the – I think it's Marcus Smart. Smart, Smart
1: can go, man. Honestly. Like, what is
2: – like, he guys like that were the reason why I dislike basketball so much because I would just watch it and see shit like that. And Jimmy Butler. Like, yeah, and the guys are talking about him and he's – they're like – the announcer said, uh, You got to watch for that Marcus Smart because he's going to do anything to draw a foul. So then, about a minute later, he's just dancing around and then he looks like he got shot. Yeah. Yeah. Juan Anobi didn't even touch him and he dropped to the ground. Could have cost the Raptors their whole season with that stupid play. Yeah. He bounced
1: off the floor. I said, Yeah, I know exactly. <laughs>
2: and it's just, it's like, uh, and that's why I think I like the Raptors so much is because you don't see any of that stuff from them.
0: No, they're just extremely but, hard-working. Oh, man.
2: Yeah. But like I said, it's uh, there is some basketball games that I'd rather watch than a hockey game, and, which is weird. And, uh, yeah, other than that, hey, a little chilly thing, tonight. Yeah, go last ahead.
1: Last thing on the basketball, man,
2: how likable is Kyle Lowry? Like, How likable are all the Raptors? No,
1: but that guy is just like Kyle Lowry is – I don't know. Yeah. He's he sports, man. That, that guy is unreal.
2: That picture
0: of him smiling after that game winning shots on the real. Oh, he's just a shit eating grin on his face. <laughs>
1: that guy's incredible.
2: Um, yeah. Went to the range tonight is first time I've golfed since the weekend. I haven't been golfing as much. I don't know. I got a, some sort of a wrist issue right now. And we did a ton of golf on the weekend at Rossman. But other than that, we got a couple of things left this summer and then it's, it's almost over. But, uh, Big big episode tonight, I think. We got we got a brand new segment called uh over under, I think. We haven't really named it completely, but we're basically gonna come up with a few topics each related to golf, some not, and we're gonna just give our thoughts on whether it's overrated or it's underrated. And from there we're gonna see how long that lasts, but we'll get into our usual stuff later on. Reggie Stroke Saver, Reggie's Stroke Saver, Culture Corner, and Jorah's drunk. Drunk, drunk drawer's drunk drawer's junk <laughs> drawer. I I knew this was gonna happen, but anyways, we're rolling. So, uh, what's up with you, drums? Not much, man. Uh, golf last
0: night in our men's night, I guess we won consolation side last night. Uh, but god, it was nice. cold. It was cold. Oh, yeah, it would have been. I think when we got off the course, it was like three degrees.
2: <laughs> yeah, it was miserable. <laughs> That's unreal. That's uh Glenn Lee? Yep. Yeah. yeah. Well, congrats, buddy. I that know yeah, really that's mean awesome. Anything. We lost C B side. Sorry, was that the uh
1: consolation or constellation?
0: I've been practicing it and it's <laughs> consolation.
1: I just thought maybe you're looking at stars last night. I don't know. I just <laughs> I had a feeling.
2: But and we, Yeah, let's get
1: into this segment, man. Come on, this is exciting We stuff. played. uh
2: No, we played Glenn Lee last. I played on Friday night, and it's it's in good shape. It's, yeah. it's a course that we haven't talked about a whole lot, other than you playing men's night there, and it was probably the second time I played it all year, and it's a fun course, and it, and they have it in great shape out there. I remember playing about three or four years ago, and you'd hit a ball in the green, and there's no chance of stopping, it. and it seemed like the other night we played. It was. they were good. They were true greens and and they had some stop to them too.
0: Yeah, even uh, yesterday they were the fastest. I've kind of seen them all all year. And that was an adjustment off the 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 first hole. But yeah, it has been in in good shape. Um, A lot of the greens are stopping. Um, There's still like the odd one that is oddly hard. It's in like a low area, but it's still like impossible to stop on. But no, it's it's in good shape. The only thing I'll say is some of the rough is long i don't know if they were growing it out i don't know but there's a lot of times where you'll be just just off the fairway and you can't see your ball unless you're right on top of it
2: yeah i did notice that actually
0: but yeah no overall all year it's been in good shape um i like that course too like it's it's not extremely challenging but it it has some hard elements to it and just funness around it is 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 up there too
2: yeah there's some scoring holes for sure Rigo, you look good tonight. Did you hire a makeup artist? Got a makeup artist? A makeup yeah, artist that's or? what I was going to say. You got some light? You got a different angle tonight?
1: Real I, tanning uh, today? Or actually, or? Mom, mom actually, uh, she said she watched the last YouTube episode and said that I kind of look like a dummy because the, <laughs> the uh, camera's pointing right up into my face instead of <laughs> head on. So I did some adjustments and I, I probably I look like I shed a few pounds. I didn't, but it looks like I did. That's what over here. yeah that's that's right <laughs> kind of weird <laughs> yeah, we, watching it but it is what it is
2: yeah we got a text from auntie kim today we did that free ad for auntie kim last week and uh she was she was very appreciative of, of it so we'll keep with the free ads people seem to be enjoying that and uh yeah do we have anything else to discuss we had a, the fedex cup this weekend oh man we that can briefly wild. touch on that i think right
0: how about that stat yeah. of how much money DJ made in the past month,
2: it's like it gross
0: eighteen or almost nineteen million dollars.
1: But you know, I will say one thing about to the PJ: like, I I feel like they finally got it right with where guys start and whatnot. Like, just handicapping it, I, I think they finally got it right because DJ still had to play good golf to win that. True. And whoever wins that tournament wins it. There's no more. The guy wins the tournament and he doesn't win the FedEx Cup. Like that's right. junk to me. 100%. But the, yeah. I think they actually have it right now. I I honestly do. It was it was entertaining, man. Our boy Sonny was in there. Uh, final group on Saturday or Sunday, I guess it would have been. <laughs> kind of shit to bed, but hey, that's a learning experience for him. He'll be back. Yeah.
2: How old is he? Twenty one. <laughs> yeah. Twenty two, I think. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's got a he's got a long ways ahead of him. Same with that oh, Morikawa. Yeah. Holy man, those two are fun Markal to watch. was <laughs> phenomenal. Hovland's not bad to watch either.
0: There's a lot of good young guys that are coming up all of oh, a sudden again too. God.
2: It's yeah, a, a no, crazy you, you want to cheer for it too. I remember there was about five years of of golf stuff where I just had absolutely no interest if Tiger wasn't playing in it. Yeah. And and now it seems like there's just a different group of guys. I don't know. I think it was JT and those guys that were kind of coming up at that time. And
1: JT, you know, Speed,
2: JT, Patrick Reed. Yeah. So it's it seems like we've got a new crop now and and they're –
1: Wild, they're entertaining as hell, man. Holy yeah. shit! Yeah, that's that was exciting golf, man. And even even Shoffley, he, I feel like honestly, this this uh, new thing that we're doing on the show, the over under, like I would say that as good as he is, and as much as they hype him up, he is still very, very, very much underrated. Yeah, you like, don't hear about him at he all. Really, has,
2: like he's got lightning in his veins, man. Like he is incredible. Yeah, he showed a lot of stones in that final round, man, thing with DJ. And DJ just had no let up to him either. It's just like there's so many times you're in that round where you'd think a guy seeing DJ putter from off the green, make that long bomb. There's a lot of guys that would just kind of say, okay, I can't get this guy. There's no way I'm going to. But he just kept hitting shot after shot after shot. And it's just – it was awesome to watch. Mm-hmm. He's just so laid back, eh? It's just ridiculous. Yeah, he's he's awesome to watch. You know, the one thing that really stood out for me during that tournament was DJ kind of at the end when he did that little subtle little fist pump and he just kind of has that like this demeanor to him. The swagger. uh, The the announcers were like, you'd look at this guy and you think that he wakes out or walks out of bed and goes to the course and just plays that way. That's That's his mentality. Like that's how he looks, right? Yeah. But then they went on to say that that's definitely not the case. He wakes up at the same time every morning. He works out every morning. He was at the range after his third round where he, he was five strokes up. He went to the range after. Like, he has worth, mm-hmm. work ethic, man. And, and just after hearing that, I respect him so much more because I honestly did think that what they said mm-hmm. was that he just kind of is that way and he doesn't really give a shit about it. And he just hey, kind of – He
0: definitely comes off that way, right?
2: That's the vibe he right. gives for sure. Like, And I think he wants that, though.
1: I think that's yeah, what he wants. Yeah, just carefree. But he definitely cares. Okay, but I think I still think that he's carefree when he's on the golf course.
2: For sure he is, but I mean when he's preparing and stuff like that. I
1: know. It's he's got the best of both worlds, man. Yeah, honestly. Yeah.
2: And that's why that's right. exactly it, for sure. That's the that's the winning formula I would say is Cause work your ass off when you're not playing and then when you're out there you just kinda accept what comes. Yeah.
0: Yeah, puts the yeah, prep he's... in and then he just goes out and plays, right?
2: He's not done
1: winning, man. Like he's he's gonna win a lot in the next couple of years, I think. Even yeah. with all the the studded mm-hmm. fields, I think he's I think he's going to go off still.
0: Like he's the best player yeah. in the world. Like hands down. Oh
1: yeah. Oh I think sure. It, Easy. I think it's Easy. I think
0: there's a decent gap there.
1: But he went through that phase, and it all started. I know. Don't mean
2: to bring it up, but when he fell down the stairs,
1: and that kind of derailed him for a bit. It honestly did, and he kind of yeah, went. I
2: think that was kind of the tipping point. I think he had a lot of.
1: No, I know, but off, I'm just saying that was a Things
2: going on. Point. Yeah. That led to that?
1: Mm-hmm. He,
0: I think he was a little of a wild boy, yeah.
1: Which is sweet too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, who wouldn't be making I don't know, I shouldn't say that, but like and check, making millions.
0: And check out his wife.
1: Yeah. And his father in law.
0: Yeah. Like, okay. S- sick wife.
1: Okay, and what about that too? This is the last we gotta talk about because we got shit to talk about here, but <laughs> uh, Gretzky sends Mackenzie Hughes a text. And signs his text, 99. 99, that's like, Are you that's kidding me? That's incredible, <laughs> man. Like, what? Yeah, that's good shit. That was something else, man. I would. Well, we got a
2: hot start here. So yeah. let's uh, get right into it. Rigo, you want to start with your first one? Yeah. So
1: I know exactly how I feel about this, but the first, the inaugural over-under that we're going to do is a new driver in the year it's released is having that new driver in the year it's released over or underrated. So buying that brand new driver, the brand new model for 650
2: or $700, I would say grossly overrated. I'd agree with grossly overrated. Me too. It's like buying a brand new vehicle, except this one doesn't come with warranty. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Like I'm, I'm using a driver I bought eight years ago still.
2: Yeah. There is definitely something to be said for the technology that comes out every year, but that's so, still way too much. Cause if you wait one season it's going to be half that price and it's going to be the exact same club. Right. I was just going to say that. So are, are, is there that many
1: people in this world that are so materialistic that they sell that many of this year's driver that they can price it for 700? Yes there are yeah okay a hundred percent yeah
0: and and golf is like the perfect sport for that right because let's face it it's a rich white person sport that's who has the money that's who's going to pay for dumb shit like that not really dumb shit but like fall into that category of of wanting every every new thing and then it also plays on the fact that people want to get better at all costs like there's the tin cup movie where he's wearing all that shit on his head just to get better at golf like (laughs) So if they advertise it of this driver is going to make you so much better, like people are just going to constantly buy things.
1: Right. But we're all, we're all in the understanding that it's overrated.
2: Absolutely. And
1: and that buying that driver next year, the same driver for $300 instead of 700 is the way to go.
2: Hey, unless TaylorMade wants to sponsor the podcast, then we'll (laughs) be, it'll be wildly underrated to own a new driver yeah, but i don't know obviously.
1: that's just how i feel i
2: feel it's very overrated yeah yeah so, so we're, we're i guess we'll summarize each one and say we're all in ingredients there yeah we're yeah, all over on that one i hope that there's a few that were uh on not on the same page here for me. i know that we will be just i i put
1: on a couple of controversial ones just to get you guys okay. going.
2: Ooh. drums what's your first one uh
0: my first one is uh Bryson's driving ability. Is it overrated or is it underrated that he can drive it three miles and not win a golf tournament?
2: That's a good one. Because uh, if you asked me two months ago, I would say that it's right on par and it's trending that way. And then you watch him in the final round of the tour championship and he's minus three and the leaders are minus 20. And he's hitting Fairway Woods off the tee box to keep it in play. Yeah.
1: So are we talking uh, like overrated for the for being able to hit it so far? Yeah. Uh, I would say it's definitely overrated. I mean, lots of times – I mean, Rory and DJ are exceptions, I guess, but a lot of the time when guys are winning tournaments, it's because they're putting or they're ball striking. Tiger won tournaments because he's the best ball striker. Morikawa is so good because he's a ball striker. I think that it's it's cool and it gives him an advantage when his driver's on, but he's still got to putt putt the ball in the hole. And he's, I mean, I don't know. I don't see him ever being that effective. It's it's entertaining. It's definitely good for the PGA for entertainment value, but I don't know.
2: I think if he can figure out a way to do it more consistently, because one week on, one week off, I don't think he'll get him very far. Right. But that's the whole thing. Like anybody, any one of those pros I bet could swing their nuts off and hit it great for one week and then maybe not so great the next week. Like Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't know if I'd put all my eggs into that basket, but I would have said that three months ago and then he went on that huge hot streak. So it's tough to say. That's a good one because I would would say at this moment it's overrated, but I still think that if he can tune it up a little bit, it, it could be right on par with it. So.
0: Yeah, if he goes on a hot streak and starts, like, winning a couple tournaments, then maybe. But right now, I think, like, who cares really where it is as long as – if you're not winning, it doesn't – Exactly. The, all the focus that's on, it, it doesn't matter. Yeah. All right, so we're two for two for the overs.
2: Okay, well, I had one that I thought was overrated, so I'll start with one that maybe not. Chipping in. Chip ins. Pulling out from off the green. Underrated. You think I'm ready to here again? Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> there's no better there's feeling. A, I was going to say, yeah.
0: Than cashing in on a chip.
1: I love it for money games. I just love it. There,
2: just, yeah, there's a few reasons why it's so cool, I think, for me, is because, one, it definitely catches your opponents off guard. Yeah and it kind of sends a shock into their system. And two, there's so many variables involved. Like you hit a putt, and it's somewhat flat and whatever. There's less that can go wrong. You got spin. You got different bumps to land on. There's just a lot more variables involved with a chip in. Yeah.
1: yeah I, I love it. I love chipping in, it's like the, honestly. But the thing about it is I will say that playing in Dolphin growing up, you learn how to chip in because the greens are so small. Yeah. Gilbert, you don't get to chip that often in Gilbert, honestly. Like the greens are pretty big. So you yeah, kind of, you become a better long putter in Gilbert, but you, be, you become a better chipper in Dolphin. But yeah, I, the question I love chipping in. And I think we're all, it's underrated for
2: everybody. Super underrated. Okay, well, when will we get to one where we have an argument about it? <laughs> what do you got
1: next? Golf
2: shoes. Ooh, that is a good one.
0: I know lots of people that would say overrated. I'd probably lean more underrated. If I hey, can, let's if, make a
2: caveat in here because it, let's throw one in there where where an option is just like it is what it is, like on par, not underrated. Yeah, on par. Let's go with that.
0: <clears throat> I would say they're on par then.
2: I'm going to go overrated. Yeah. I played some of the best rounds of my life, uh, either like in barefoot or flip flops or in normal shoes. I just feel like I don't swing as hard. I feel more laid back and, but if it's wet outside, definitely needed. Right. A hundred percent. But on a day where it's just like six o'clock at night and there's not a drop of dew or wetness on the ground, then I would say overrated.
1: Yeah. I, I would say, um, it's kind of a dumb one for me to put because I really don't have an answer either way like you said Jor there's some variables like if it's wet you need golf shoes It's you don't have a chance and I would say that tour pros probably need golf shoes just because of their movement like how fast they move but like you said Jor I've golfed some of my better rounds bare feet and I, I think they're overrated to be honest for for weekend golfers yeah I'll be right back
0: all right I think that's our first um our first argument I guess I went par you guys went went over
2: yeah I wonder what Rigo's doing right now I think I have an idea I do too <laughs> <laughs> uh hopefully his mic's uh not hot right now no
0: <laughs> I think he turned everything
2: off uh this is one that me and you might uh we can cut that shit that's fine we probably won't though I think that it's funner it's funnier that way um, Pink Whitney Ooh. um
0: I think overrated like it's okay, I like, guess it's delicious I guess but I'm not going to drink more than like a shot or whatever. Like that's the only time I've ever really sought it out was for like having a shot because it's a good shot, but I'd never have a drink of pink Whitney. Right. So I'm, I'm on the overrated on that guy.
2: Okay. Rigo pink Whitney. Uh, Overrated. Everyone's still alive in that
1: house. Yeah, Easton was vacuuming.
0: <laughs> we know. You yeah, could hear, hear, hear it.
1: Yeah. Jeez. she said, "Yeah, but you're wearing headphones." I said, "Oh yeah, so that means the microphone's also built into my body." Jeez.
2: <laughs> <laughs> nah, this know. is the shit you got to deal with on an amateur podcast for sure. I'm but not.
1: Right? Yeah, I'm not going to say anything. So, Pink Whitney, I would say overrated. It's cool because they built such a brand with their podcast and that's what sold so many bottles of it, but the, the liquor itself definitely overrated.
2: That's the part that I don't understand. It's, is it 30% liquor? I don't know. Oh, I think it is because you drink it straight, right? Mm. I just don't understand why you wouldn't just buy a bottle of vodka. So you want, so you like the taste of it and you like new Amsterdam and barstool sports or whoever it is that makes it. Just buy a bottle of New Amsterdam vodka and put whatever the hell you want in it. Like buy a bottle of pink lemonade, throw that in there with some Sprite. You're getting 40% liquor. It's the same price. And you're not limited to just strictly. How could you drink a whole bottle of that? Like, I don't know.
0: It's way too sweet to have like an entire bottle of
1: it. Yeah, it's okay to mix with like 7-Up or like uh, soda water or something like that.
0: But no, like but, I do like it as a shot, but it is already. Oh, mm-hmm. you've
2: drinking it as shots? I don't think I've ever. Oh, yeah, I have had it as a shot. It's okay. Yeah. yeah. I'll tell you one thing. We were at Oak Island on the weekend. I don't know if I'm going to get in trouble for this or not, but whatever. We played uh, Oak Island. and It was in the morning. It was like, what was that, Saturday, Regal? Yeah, Saturday morning at like 10. We hit the back nine hole 10. Group in front of us, TT T. and Keith were up there. And they were doing a shot of tequila, so we joined in. The shot was she free poured it, and that's why I don't want to get in trouble. She free poured it, and it was in like a solo cup. So you know, anytime you're drinking a shot out of a solo cup, it's massive because the bottom's <laughs> massive. So she poured about that much in it, like white tequila. I don't even know what it was. It was three gulps. Yeah. I had a piece of toast in the morning, and I had a, that shot of tequila. To, I can taste it in my mouth right now. No one's like, no Do you want a drink? Either. I'm like, uh, I'll just have a Diet Coke. I had a Diet Coke. Like I haven't had a Diet Coke in ten years, probably, just to wash the taste out of my mouth. You want a diet, bro? Actually <laughs> the Diet Coke, it may it might have been the tequila, might have been the Diet Coke, but I turned her on in the back. I was forty three thirty six, so maybe the shot of tequila Ooh. helped me out. Okay, so Pink Whitney overrated. Yeah.
0: Pink Whitney overrated.
1: Who's up? I don't know who picked that one. I was shutting down vacuum. Oh, there you go. Uh, I got – I'm going to say Bushnell.
2: You a horse? Bushnell. I'm thinking underrated. And the reason for that is because – I've tried to play rounds after having it and it's tough without it. Like I had about a week or two where my battery died in it and it's a, it's a different game. I will also say that anytime I'm within a hundred yards, I rarely scope it. I just try to hit those shots by feel. And it is cool once in a while to go out there and just kind of go by feel, right? Cause you still need to keep that aspect of your game intact and you're never going to be exactly within the yardage. So, I would say underrated. And people who don't have them, I think that they should be getting them. I'd probably...
0: Uh, I don't know. I'm pretty par on this, but leaning more underrated. Because like you said, you like one? I don't have one, but like when I golf with you or somebody that does, like you guys or somebody that does have one, you do get used to it. And then when you don't have it, it's like, well, shit. But at the same time, I'm not good enough to have an exact club for uh or have an exact or hit an exact yardage yeah yeah so i'd be more uh, i kind of i'm going to say i'm on par on that
1: one i'm going to say underrated um but the only reason i say underrated is because i've had a bushnell for 10 to 15 years probably um i would say underrated now because i I depend on it. Like, like George said, if I, if I have a round without one right now, I, it's tough. Honestly, just not that it's that big of a deal, but it's just nice. It's cause we always talk about on here too, like committing to shots. I was going to say you, that. I think that's when you awesome have that more, yardage, more important thing. when you yeah. have that yardage, you know how far it is. So, I mean, that's, that's where it helps. You can commit to shots more. I would say. Yeah, you just kind to, of
2: like yeah. Sorry. Just to say what was like drums was saying there. He he's not good enough to hit the exact yardage, but the commitment part is huge because if you don't know if it's one seventy or one eighty five, you could be, you just you don't have that commitment to the shot. So I think that even if you're not going to be able to hit it to the exact yardage, it just helps with your your commitment to it. Yeah, it's
1: all yeah mental game too, for sure. So two overs in a par or two unders in a par
0: power um, up my next one is Phil Mickelson Oh is Phil Mickelson overrated or
2: underrated uh, I'm going under, and the reason is probably fairly obvious to a lot of people and that is if tiger wasn't if tiger didn't exist, Phil would be. Phil would have been the guy. I don't know that golf would have elevated to where it is today in terms of sponsorship and tournament payouts and stuff like that. Oh, well, it definitely would have. And just seeing Phil over the last 10 or 5, 10 years evolve into what he is now with social media instead of the media kind of almost putting him against Tiger and stuff like that, it's nice to see his actual side. Yeah, And I think that he's, I would say, underrated for sure. I might, I might give it a par. Um, I, I don't know that
1: he's underrated or overrated. He's definitely not overrated. That's for sure. Because if you think about how everybody talks about his short game. So now think about if you've ever seen a guy who's like a pro, like even on a mini tour, just think about how good that guy's short game is. And then think that they talk about Phil short game, how much better it is than the yep. best people in the world. Yeah. Yep. So like that's, so it's definitely like they always say oh feel this feel that but when you look at it in that perspective like he is that good around the green like unreal i have heard a couple things that he's a dink off the course like to regular people but who knows he doesn't paint that picture to me but i have heard a couple stories about that but we'll save that for another day
0: Yeah i i'm going to go with underrated as well Aside from, like, the golf stuff, like you said, Joe, like with his social media presence and stuff, I think he's just showing that he's just this character, too. And I think he's going to turn into, like, the Tony Romo golf, like, where he's just going to go on and do broadcasting and just be phenomenal at it. I think he's just yeah, going nice. to kill that. So I think, uh, I think I'm think i going
2: underrated for Phil. Philippe. Him, him in that match with Tiger, like, it wasn't even close, com- their likability, as much as I love Tiger and, you know, like,
0: Right. He's just got a bigger personality.
2: Yeah. He's just so entertaining to watch out there. Right. Whether he's walking through the shots or trying different shots or even on like Twitter and stuff where it has like Phil Mickelson fan interactions and stuff. Like he's just so engaging to people, I think. So I'm not sure where that dink comment would have came from or what that's about, but maybe that's when the cameras are off. I'm not sure. But. You know, even when he made that bet with that kid on the side of the fairway, asking him if he should go for it or not. Yeah. You know, stuff like that. Not, not a lot of players do that. Yeah, So definitely.
1: That's no, a good one, though.
2: Yeah. What do I have here, boys? Okay, this, this one's, uh, I think, might... I don't know. We'll see. Proper pre-round stretching. We had Cocker on here a couple weeks ago or whenever it was and he said that he spends about a half hour to an hour getting ready for the for the golf game in the warming up and stretching. So what do you guys think about it? Well, I don't spend an hour stretching.
0: Most times I'll get I'll be lucky. Now it sucks with COVID because you have to get up or you basically get there and tee off, right? Like you really don't have much time. Right. So if you are stretching, you gotta kind of do it and get ready at home. I'm and, gonna say it's underrated in the fact that like you can get pretty sore even just from golfing if you're haven't stretched things out,
1: right? Yeah. I'll go underrated. I'm I'm gonna go not that I know from uh experience. Well, like, I don't know, but I'm I'm definitely going to say underrated just for the simple fact that if you took the time to stretch before properly and you actually had the time to, um, I know there's a ton of rounds in men's night when you finally get loose, like you're finally, you're not swinging so tight on like hole five. So what you do from yeah. hole one to five I feel like you could save yourself a few shots if you just stretched out instead of yeah. stretching out by <laughs> by hitting shots. I I don't know. That's just how I feel. A lot of I I don't know from experience of my own, but I I feel like stretching would help a lot.
2: I think the problem is um, a lot of guys for our men's league say it starts at four thirty in the afternoon. A lot of guys go straight from work there and they just kind of make their tee time. I know I'm guilty of that Rego, you for sure. And drums would be too. Like we all kind of have that five o'clock detour time where you're going from work to the course and you just don't have the opportunity to do so. So I'm wondering if there's a chance, some way that you could do it. I mean, you could probably stand in your office like a dummy and do some stretches, but I think for me, I've played so many rounds in the morning, especially lately at Rossman Lake where I roll out of bed and uh, I'm on the tee box 10 minutes later. And just the range of motion I have is, uh, did something happen in the world or what? Tampa won. Nine
1: seconds left.
2: Let's give a moment of silence quickly. Yeah. All right, move Son of on. Samovic. Yeah, that's shitty. Well, at least it wasn't eight-two tonight. Maybe. I I figured that there's no way in hell that the Islanders would ever have another A 2 game. Where was I? Range of motion. Yeah. So important, I think. Like, if you look at my first swing of the day at 8.30 on Rossman Lake T uh, versus three hours later, the way you're swinging, it's just – it's crazy. And, you know, the guys like Bubba Watson and, and guys who aren't necessarily a, as bulky as a Bryson is, that's their whole game is their range of motion and their, their swing uh, speed. So I think that grossly underrated for that, and I wish that I had more time for it. Yep. Reg let's do one more each and then we'll uh head to the the second part of the show
1: I'm gonna say I got a few written down here but I kind of like this one so the grooves on a new wedge so is it underrated or overrated to be able to spin it with the new grooves on the wedge
2: you're probably asking the wrong boys here.
0: Yeah. No, I've had my wedge for 20 years. Same. But on irons, right. like it's it, it, your your feel on new irons, I can speak to that more. Than yeah, we can go irons
2: for sure. Yeah.
0: Um, it's it's so nice hitting new irons. You get about a year, right? maybe depending on how much you golf, I guess. Uh, but that first year with new irons, or maybe six months. I shouldn't say six months, but your first couple months with new irons. Um, Just the feel of hitting it feels phenomenal compared to when you start losing the groove.
1: Oh, what? No, I go under. Just to touch back on it. Just to touch back on it, spin uh, control, I guess, just having those new grooves and being able to hit spin shots. Do you think that's underrated or overrated? Because I I just got those. Yeah, I just got those two new wedges that I talked about last episode and they have like deep grooves and my 58 that I always use is almost worn right down. So I know that. So I know yeah. that it's not going to spin a whole bunch.
2: Yeah. So it just might take some time for you though. Right.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: That terminal we around in degrees. Gilbert where we were spinning the shots. I don't know. Yeah, I have no control over that. I was in. Shots that I thought were perfect and they'd spin back 10 feet. I'm not used to that. And I don't know. I didn't know what to do. I mean, I guess you make an game adjustment, but nobody likes doing that. No. And I think that whoever said it hit it uh, on the head was as long as you know what it's going to do. And I think that's why me and drums probably have the same edges. It hardly has any grooves left in it, but I know exactly how it's going to react when it hits the green. Yeah. I think that's That's... the most important. So I'd say overrated. Yep. I'll go over it as well.
1: One one point that I should make on that, uh, you guys know what your wedge is going to do, but it's also nice to be able to hit a spin shot when you need True. to hit a spin
2: shot. Yeah. True, Because there's definitely more, there's more situations where you want to stop it than want it to roll out. Yeah. I'm going to. So I'm going gonna... to because we're cheap Ukrainians and we have Ben Hogan wedges from the nineties and. Yeah, I'm you gonna say the Wedges next year. I think I'm
1: gonna say it's right online. On Empire? Empire?
2: yeah. Drums, it's your last one here, buddy. Uh,
0: ba, 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 ba. my last one is gonna be overrated or underrated Vegas as an experience,
2: <laughs> Vegas. Um. There's lots of variables with these things. I've seen Vegas a few times. I've never looked forward to being home more in my life than when I'm there for two days. I do think that everybody has to experience so, because it is almost like another planet. And this year, me and Kel went to Vegas. We flew to Vegas and then drove to uh, Mesquite, which is a, a, an unbelievable golf town that actually Rigo told me about. We played uh, a a course there. We stayed overnight. And then we traveled through uh, Utah, the Zion National Park there. And then we went into Phoenix. So there's different ways to experience it. I would say it's exactly what people think. Like, it's it's Vegas. Everybody wants to go there. They should go there. And you're going to spend a shitload of money every time you take a breath. But it's something I think that you have to experience. So I'm going on par.
1: Um, hmm. <laughs> I like Vegas a lot, uh, but I will say that like, I like Vegas because what well, you guys know, like I love gambling probably a little too much, but I've found myself t- at times when I'm there, um, thinking that I could be doing the exact same thing at the Hat Casino in New Yorkton an hour and a half drive instead of spending a thousand or two thousand or $3,000 in Vegas for the weekend, 4,000, whatever it is. But I will, like you said, Jorah, it is an experience. It's something that I think everybody has to go at least once just to see it. like the buildings, like the, just everything there. It's, it's Vegas. Like there's no other way to describe it. It's, it's incredible. Like, uh, I'll definitely go back, but, I've been to a couple of hockey games there. That's a game changer too. Those are, those are entertaining yes. as hell. Yeah. So there's, there, I just feel like you could go there a hundred times and you still wouldn't have done everything there is to do there. We've only scratched the surface on what you could actually do in Vegas. I think.
2: Yeah. I remember we walked out of the casino at about five in the morning one day and we were always away and we could see the hotel from the casino that we were at. And we're like, oh, it's right there. Let's walk home. And it was probably over an hour by the time we got home, maybe an hour and a half. So walked into the room expecting everybody to be snoozing and all the lights were still
1: (laughs) (laughs) on. One last thing about last time I was there, they had the marathon there, like that big Vegas marathon. So they actually had, uh, is it, what's the main drag? Whatever the main drag is. I don't think it's Fremont. Strip? just the strip yeah like it was shut down so we we're walking down the strip like it was wild oh i, I don't know how often that would happen there it's usually so backed up with traffic but we're literally wa- like stumbling right down the middle of the strip it's kind of cool I don't um, know. what
2: do you think
0: I, I think it's overrated i uh like you said for sure you ever go check it out if that's your thing like it's it's perfect for that. Like gambling and all the loudness and stuff. Like I'm not a big guy on crowds or right. anything like that. So I am glad I did check it out, but yeah. I probably will pass on going to it again.
2: Uh, So yeah, I'd go overrated. There's a lot that can happen there. Like it's like a, a lot of bad. It's a lot of, it's just a shit show. It's a free for all. Yeah. Whether it's, shootings or i don't know it's it's shitty to talk about but it's just reality like there's yeah. so many bad things that happen there it's almost <laughs> not worth it like guys would go to vegas before the internet because it was such a big gambling town right but you can right. spend as much as you want now on the internet for the comfort of your house without dropping a million bucks to go down there yeah i can attest to that <laughs> <laughs> all right last one of your boys just got to find her i lost my spot on this baby Timing timing for this FedEx cup under underrated or overrated what do you mean timing Well, because we just witnessed it. That's why I wanted to throw it in this episode. I was going to save it, but we just witnessed it so what do you think of the the overall FedEx Cup everything about it overrated or underrated
0: um, until this year, I would have said overrated. But, like, there's nothing else going on in the world, right? So, this year it was kind of underrated, I would say, because. Yeah. No, I'll go currently underrated because it was a phenomenal tournament and it was perfect for kind of ending up. Like, it doesn't really end the season, though, either, because, like, we still got three more majors to get through, too, right? The next season just starts. The next
1: season starts tomorrow.
0: Yeah. (laughs) So, like, so I don't know. I'll still cool. say underrated though.
2: How are the majors working now with that? Are they part of next season or this season?
1: These these ones, these next two are still part of 2019, 2020. That,
2: okay. Added to the list, long list of things that don't make sense, but okay. Yeah. yeah. I'm happy to see them. So Rigo. I'm going to say underrated just for
1: uh, not so much for the $15 million prize a lot of the times the guy that wins a 15 mil or 10 mil or whatever it always is, is a guy who already has enough money that he doesn't know what he's going to do with his money. But it's for the guys like Mackenzie Hughes or the guys like guys that are had to fight like hell to get into the FedEx cup, like into the tour championship. And then they take home 600 grand. And I know like it's 300,000 towards his pension and 300,000 that he gets. But like, that's, I'm not going to say a life changer because he's won a couple tournaments, but that's like, that's a lot of money, even for him. Like that's Huge. Oh, substantial. Yeah. Totally. And I think that it, it used to kind of be a joke for the players. Like, Oh, who really cares if I make it? But now there's just so much on the line. Like you guys are yeah. saying exemptions and, and all the cash and like, the, there's major pressure. In it's that such part. a
0: reward. Yeah, even just making it into the the tour championship, it, it's such a reward for a uh, your whole season, right? Like even if you had one good tournament, but no, you had to have an entirely good season yeah, to just make right. it into the tournament,
1: right? Yeah, yeah, because I'm sure there was guys that won that didn't get in there. I, I think there were there would be maybe not yeah, this year, but yeah, because Wolf won. Wolf oh, won. Right. He didn't make the top thirty. Um, one thing uh, that I'll just mentioned I saw it on Twitter and it was a verified guy. So it was obviously somebody that's working for somebody higher up, but it's almost, it would almost be cool if the announcers like announced, like this putt that he has on 18 is, is the difference between a million dollars for him. Like if they showed the prizes on where he'd finish and where he isn't. Yeah. And actually, because it's about the money, they should actually promote that, that there's actually a chance. So this guy's got a 10-foot birdie putt on 18. We think it's just to get into like top five, but it's yeah. actually for $4 million.
2: Yeah, right, that would be cool. I, th- I did, thought that was cool online. They did talk about that at the, the last putt when Xander had to either finish yeah. solo second or tied for second. It was right. a $500,000 putt from 10 feet. Mi- missed it. Missed it, yeah. That's nuts. But they should do that more, I yeah. think.
0: Yeah, I'd agree on that.
2: You think that, uh, like, we've seen the, the last few years, it's been DJ, Rory, Tiger, those guys winning that. But if Xander won, do you think that he wouldn't notice $15 million in his bank account? I think he would. That's yeah. a ton of
1: money. So that shows you the stones he had playing on Monday. Yeah.
2: But, yeah, so what's your verdict there, Ego?
1: I want to say underrated. I think the tour has done its – done its job to make that tournament more sought after. It was kind of a nothing tournament before, but now with all this cash and everything on the line, it's it's become underrated. And it was cool. Yeah.
2: And you spoke on it before, the fact that it's a lot more simple to follow. I think that if guys were tuning in the first round and DJ's on hole two and he's minus 10 already, it wouldn't make a whole lot of sense. But if you kind of have your head around how the start is, then uh, it's way easier to follow on Sunday because two or three years ago, um they were there was a guy doing live math on a chalkboard (laughs) yeah that was (laughs) to figure out what place they were going to finish
0: made no sense if they
2: had a chance to win the tournament like so it's definitely i'm going to go underrated too now because and i think in a few years it'll be on par because people will start liking it again and right paying more attention to it but yeah yeah so that wraps up that segment we had a couple disagreements not many seems like we're on the same page for a lot of things but we would uh Appreciate people tuning in to uh, whether it's in the comments on our YouTube thing now or on Twitter or wherever it may be just to uh, chime in and see what you think. And it's, I think it's something that we're going to do a little more regular here because it was cool and it was cool to think of things to talk about. And uh, one thing we're going to do is also open it up for suggestions too. So if you're a listener and you've been following along, just uh, just watch for it. We'll be posting something in the next few weeks or whatever it may be. And uh, we want to get some of your guys's, over, under topics. So, two nights, free ad, is Warlock Golf. Our buddy from Killarney, Brett Warbeck, started a company a couple months ago. He's got ball markers. He's got koozies. He's got some sort of flexible tees. And he bought one of those CNC machines. I, I think it's CNC, right? Yeah, I think so. I, I, I really
1: He's doing some cool stuff, though. I, I think it is CNC. That sounds right.
2: Still in the free ad here, but I had to make sure I don't sound like or look like a dummy. So CNC, I think it's called. It's one of the laser cutters anyways, and he's making some wood stuff now. He's just got a ton of cool stuff going on. He was actually one of the first people to purchase a head cover from us when we, when we started out and he was, he did a lot to support us. So we wanted to give him a shout out on here. Um, he has an Etsy store. I think he's got a website now. He sent us some of his ball markers. He sent me an ACE one when I got my hole in one and they're, they're awesome. They're the perfect size. They're very detailed. They're very high quality markers. And they're, I, in my opinion, they're the perfect size. They're almost the shape of a quarter. And I think they're very reasonably priced. So, we're, we're hoping maybe to get an order in from him at some point. I think he's a little backed up right now because he's been busy. Um, so that's it. Warlock Golf. Check him out on Instagram. He's on there. He's got an Etsy store and a website now. So That's it.
1: Love it. I actually ordered a different repair from him. Uh, I just got it on Tuesday after a long weekend. There you go being a horse again. But I got it on Tuesday. Um, I, I kind of wrecked my old. I've had the same switchblade divot fixer for the last uh, probably five years or 10 years. I was trying to open uh soul beer with it one night. It didn't have a, an, a bottle opener. It's kind of mangled. So I got one from him and it seems to be uh, doing its thing. So thanks for that. He actually threw in a beer koozie with it. So that was a bonus. So yeah, supporter boy.
2: Yep. Well let's get on to the questions here. I think we took up a little bit of time there in the first one, so we might have to go a little quicker through the second part here. We'll start with the question or the segments. What do we got for Reggie's Stroke Saver? I thought story? we were doing
1: questions all of a sudden out of the blue. Nope. Reggie Stroke Saver. Reggie's stroke saver is coming to an end, but I should should have a couple more while the golf season's on, but we'll we'll talk about that at a later date. Uh Reggie's stroke saver for today. Uh, come up a couple times with me and George golf this together this summer. Um, basically if you find yourself in trouble and there's some interference in your backswing, I I'm guilty of it. Everybody wants to maximize. They want to take the biggest swing they can under the tree when really the difference between taking it back six inches is probably going to be a matter of about 25 yards. It's probably not worth it. So my tip today or my stroke saver is uh, just shorten your swing a little bit and don't come anywhere near that uh, interference and just take one one or two clubs more. And that way you're not, because really the reality is you're so worried about the interference in your backswing, whether it be a stick or whatever it is, you're always just, that's all that's on your mind. So if you can just take it back just even three or four inches shorter and just take one more club or two more clubs you're going to save yourself i mean the embarrassment of chunking it when you're trying to chip it out or getting caught on the stick or whatever it may be just shorten it up and you'll see some way better results
2: love it perfect that's one thing that i did struggle with at the tamarack and just throughout the summer was i would always try to rush my i'd get to the point i'd kind of convince myself that i'm not going to hit it i took some practice swings but even still i just wanted to make sure that i didn't hit it so i would speed up my my uh down swing and i would chunk it and it would go 10 feet Mm -hmm. so i love that yep or you
1: slow it down too much and you blade it but anyways yeah
2: yeah. i hit it two feet Mm -hmm. yeah Culture Corner. What's up? What's up on the corner tonight, Drumsy? On the
0: corner tonight, I got um, uh, the recommendation of uh, directing everybody to the TaylorMade YouTube channel. Oh, yeah. Not so the they King did golf one. Well, t- definitely the King Golf. But while you're, <laughs> after you're done with King Golf, then uh, check out the TaylorMade YouTube channel. They've got uh, they've got a bunch of videos, and it kind of ranges back to like middle of last year uh but they get uh they got like all the the big stars and and their their big time sponsor uh guys all together and they had like different competitions like there was six or seven of them uh doing a long drive competition so there's like tiger rory dj um morikawa and wolf were were in there for the long drive jason day jason day uh, he's good man in these in these videos he's got a he's got a good personality for those he's oh, yeah. he's entertaining and then he just brings that out uh, of everybody that's around them at this and it, it's kind of yeah. uh a little kind of behind the scenes of how they have some fun and just screwing around and not just super serious while they're they're playing so it gives you a different kind of side of uh the guys and they do they play tic tac toe and then shaping shots around uh around a wall and stuff like that so uh, I've killed a lot of time in the past little bit, just going down the the tailor-made YouTube rabbit hole. Uh, like a lot of the videos are five minutes, but some are, are 20 minutes. So yeah. check those out. Those were uh, those were pretty good videos for some entertainment and, and some stuff that I think maybe we'll have to to maybe try next year or something. Yeah, Get some long drive pumps, see if we can shape them around a, a tree or something like that. So gave yeah. me some good ideas for that.
2: I love that drums. I've, I found myself recently watching a lot more YouTube than Netflix.
0: I watch a ton a, of YouTube, man. Like it's yeah, a, just because on your phone I just and... don't have the,
2: the patience to try to find something on Netflix. Right. And I don't have 20 hours to sink into a season. Right. So I, I like finding guys or things on YouTube that I like. I watch some, uh, uh, Gary V stuff on there. There's a bunch of different channels that I just go in and out of and watch 10 minute or 20 minute or whatever I have time for. Right. There's options. That's mm-hmm. a nice thing about YouTube. Yeah. And you can knock it up to your uh TV through the airplane stuff. So yeah. keep up with the YouTube stuff. I like that.
0: Perfect. What's uh
2: what's coming out of the the drunk drawer today? <laughs> well, I'm into the souls for one. <laughs> uh so not drunk, but junk drawer tonight. Tonight's is a. Uh, I mean, everyone's weird and different, but tonight's we're, where do I start here? We got masks. So everybody's wearing masks. And if anybody who's talked to me in the last two months knows how against masks I am, and I understand the point of them and stuff. I was at the range tonight, and a guy was on the range wearing a mask. No, he didn't freeze. That's just the. You know, you—you you, it's like a, a live IQ test of people, and uh, that guy definitely failed. But anyway, so that's not the <laughs> point of the story. point of the story is was, I've had such a hard time carrying this stupid mask around, and I've been resisting it as much as I can. And so I went grocery shopping at 7 in the morning yesterday because I didn't want to be wearing that stupid mask. And So I put, it like, a T-shirt on. I ripped up an old T-shirt, put it around my face, looked like I was robbing a bank. Also, not the point of the story, but I'm I'm in talks with Lucy right now who makes our head covers, and we're going to get her to make some of those um, – I think they're called gators. Have you guys seen those before? Tiger was wearing it that tournament.
0: Yeah, they're like – they wear every day. They're like turtlenecks you? that you pull up?
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I think I could get behind that because I would wear it golfing in the fall and stuff like that. So I guess the point of this is Origo's uh, going to get his. I guess the point of this is not to, it's not a new invention, but for all of our listeners and stuff, if you want to order one, like we're not going to be making a whole lot off here because Lucy's making them. We don't make a whole lot off of the stuff that Lucy makes because it's all more than fair wages here, made in Manitoba. But if anybody wants one, we're going to be, I'm going to be putting an order in the next couple days. So if you want something to go into stores with or the golf course I know Colton Easton has been wearing his around. And I actually loved when Tiger was wearing his. I think that they're super stylish.
0: Yep.
2: Um, so if you want one, we'll add it to the order. Oh, there's Rego and his. What What's on that? Wawanisa? Hmm? Is that Wawanisa on there? Yeah. W-H-O. Yeah. So if anybody wants one of those, send us a message. We'll add it to the order. We're hopefully getting them next week or – very soon after just to have in the fall. Cause it gets chilly out there. And uh, as much as I'm against masks, I don't want to put up too much of a stink about it and be weird, but I'll wear yeah, that. This, I, I, I still don't
1: know. Like I wear this and it's convenient. Cause I don't have to put that like one of those stupid yeah. masks around my ears or whatever, but Easton keeps saying whatever. She said that if it was an actual place that actually like followed the guidelines, like, this wouldn't work, but...
2: Who does that, though? Who falls? I don't know.
1: That's what I mean. I don't think anybody does. So I just like, I was in Sobeys
2: and... with a t-shirt over my face. Like... Dad, <laughs> yeah. dad was at Gilbert Golf Course. He's probably going to be mad. Yeah, but that him. was a joke. Yeah. But he just put a <laughs> wet piece of paper towel over his face. <laughs> it was
1: so funny. He went into the bathroom and he came back out. He literally soaked a paper towel. And then smashed on his face and sucked it in so it stuck to his face all the girls at Gil were just like dying laughing like it was
2: hilarious man yeah but i, I could I, get in. I
1: could get behind these they're actually kind of stylish too to be honest yeah
2: i like them i think we're gonna get some gray ones and some black ones so like i said if you want in on it we're gonna order a bunch and we'll probably order a few extras to sell on the website but if you want to make sure that you get one just let us know i gotta take my i gotta take the point off here and I won't have any more comments at this time about wearing masks. Zero active cases today.
0: We're trending, trending in the right direction again.
2: Get to the questions. I'll go first. I never go first. Give her. I'm sure you guys are tired of uh, me talking about masks and stuff, but what uh, if you could play one course for the rest of your life and that's it, what are you playing? A reasonable one around here. Oh, around here. Oof. Like one that you played this summer. Oak Island. I'm Oak Island as well. Yeah. I
1: I feel like I have more of a tie to a course than you guys do because you're there and you play so many different courses like George yours would be wheat city but only like in the last couple of years like are you really attached to it so i i would say gilbert um it's always in good shape it's i it's such a oak island is such a close close second man like that course is unreal we've been talking about that so much lately how nice that course is but
0: speaking of overrated or underrated oak island is grossly underrated
1: (laughs) under man Hey, it's for sale for like 10 mil if you want to buy it.
0: All right. Let's get these podcast numbers up and we'll we'll think about it.
2: It's subscribe, hit like, <laughs> tell your friends, tell your grandma about us. Let's go. Let's get to that 10 mil. Let's buy that course.
1: I would say Gilbert, though. Gilbert's a sweet course.
0: Kissing butts.
1: Whatever. I like Gilbert.
0: All right. Two Oak Island, one Gilbert. See you Gilbert. out there.
1: Yeah. Rigo, what do you got? Well, I have... When all this COVID shit is done, where is going to be your first destination that you go to? Ireland.
2: Ireland. Back to to Ireland. That's bold. Slash Scotland. I really want to go there with uh, mom and dad, so whenever this ends and I, I don't intend on wearing a mask on a plane for 12 hours because I can't stand being in a store for 20 seconds with it on. So i will wait for that to clear, but got to get back there. It's hard to put into words how unbelievable that place is. And just everything about it from the, the golf courses, the history, the people there, the, the beer. scenery, the ocean, it's just like insane. Um,
0: uh, it depends like when when this shit's over, right? But um I think first on my bucket list and I want to get to bucket list uh destinations, but I want to go to Italy. Oh, yeah.
2: Romeo buttering?
1: Just, huh? Buttering? Yeah,
0: not a chance. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know, Easton is supposed to go there on uh for spring break this past year no no she had a trip planned and then it was supposed to be right after my birthday so end of march she was gonna go and then COVID hit middle of march brutal so, well but it's yeah. not brutal because at that time i couldn't go but i think next time she plans on going i think i'll be going
0: oh yeah perfect then but why yeah, italy I don't, drums I don't why know. Italy, yeah i don't know i've always just thought it looks like the perfect, it's like not overly crowded in like places I'd want to go to. Like, and it just, you kind of get like the unreal scenery of, of even just valleys and stuff. And then you can be on the ocean and and travel that way. Uh, But a big wine guy. So I want to do some traveling with, with related to that as well. So I figure Italy'd be the first, first stop for me.
1: I like it. I'm kind of a tug of war between three places. I know I asked which place, but I want to go to Nashville like really bad uh, for obvious reasons. Country music, insane. Just everything about Nashville. I've never heard one bad word about it. We've heard some bad words about Vegas, but I've never heard one bad thing about Nashville. True. Uh, One city I've been hearing about a ton lately is Denver. I would like to go there. I'd like to go watch a Rockies game and an Avalanche game. That probably won't be on my top destinations, but I'd like to get there eventually. And probably the one that I want to go to the most is uh, Bandon Dunes.
2: Oregon. Yeah.
1: I think that's probably my – well, I guess if you're going to Ireland, I kind of have to come with you, but I would like to go west for a change. I might not invite you. Come on. I, I don't know. Bandon Dunes looks unreal. Like crazy nice.
2: Wait till you see Ireland.
1: And actually, uh Landon Hall, he played hockey and dolphin here. He's actually a superintendent. Well, like he went to school to be a superintendent in Lethbridge. And he's at that uh oh geez. What's that course? What's that course called they talked about on Chicklet's drums? Something oh Gosser Ranch. What's oh like yeah, that? yeah. He's there right now, and he's working there.
0: And that's where all like the rich people are.
1: Yeah, and that's yeah. like like he's he lives like right next to that Coeur d'Alene golf course. Oh yeah. And then he he like takes a boat across to go to work at this gauzer ranch. Every Jesus. morning, like, I'd like to go there eventually. It's just looking at
2: what he's posting, it's incredible. Reggie, did you say what's one place you want to go or four places you want to go? Uh,
1: I also want to go to... um... (laughs) 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 I just want to get out of Manitoba.
0: So bad. Uh, My question tonight is, what is your all-time favorite video game?
2: Mm -hmm. Oh, that's a hard one. I, I, all time favorite video game. This is hard. I have like five that come to mind. First one was like Tiger Woods, though. Like, I don't know. Or, yeah, no, I'm going to go with Tiger Woods. We had a lot of good times, whether it was with uh, some buddies. This was kind of before. You could do the whole online thing, and I think I missed that. I haven't played video games since you could really be online fully with your friends, but we always used to get together in groups and drink some beers and play Tiger Woods and play different games uh, within the game, and uh, it was a lot of fun. So I'm going go to go Tiger Woods, and that was when the golf games were good.
0: That was probably like
1: '04.
2: No, I, th- no, it'd be I was in 2007 or 2008.
0: Like, remember the Masters edition when they yeah. had a play? It would be like around then.
1: It was so hard. That's a good one. I'm gonna go with uh, Ken Griffey, Major League Baseball, in '64. We played that, that game. A, oh a yeah. ton. Like, and the, like Ken Griffey would come up to bat, and you like you had him on your team, and, and like his strike zone was like strike zone was big. the <laughs> whole thing, and it was just yeah. like. There's a couple guys that had that big strike zone, but he definitely did. That was a sweet game. And Gary Sheffield also had a big one,
2: and he'd always wag his bat like that. Yeah, there's a couple of Mariners that had that size of uh, yeah. strike zone or whatever you'd call it.
1: Yeah.
0: Mine's going to be a toss-up between – remember the old uh, WCW, like, revenge games for N64? Oh, you were
1: good at that game. <laughs> yeah, right?
0: I was nasty at that game uh so either that or like grand theft auto but i loved those oh grand theft auto is good i love those old uh wrestling games
1: drums you were like nasty at those like we've talked about this before just you and i like i i still remember we went to that porridge like southport oh yeah for your guys hockey and you were there and like you were like the biggest craze like (laughs) off the ice like i don't know that sticks out in my mind still to today like you were so good at that wrestling game
2: and I didn't have an N64.
1: Yeah, it was weird.
2: Man, as cool as like the the online game stuff is now, and where that's all moving, how fun was it to be in a in a group of guys playing video games against each other, like in the same room? Mario
1: Kart. Nobody mentioned that. Oh yeah, that Mario game Kart? was like so
2: well, Mario so Kart's much. kind of like a given. That's just such a good game. But I mean, there's high fives, there's FUs. there's like cheering and stuff, and. Yeah, I just don't think you get that full experience on the online stuff. No, not a chance. Not even close. But
1: the but the online's cool in the sense that like, like I play NHL with Fox and Lance. Yeah, and, like, that's right. Fox and so. Flynn and Lance and Winnipeg. Like, yeah, we Please. just get on there and bullshit on the microphone, and it's like we're hanging out. Yeah, like me and Rob
0: play that uh, the golf club. Right on there too.
1: It's kind of cool that way. Yeah. But you're right, Jordan. That's a cool experience when you're when you're with Steve your buddies. Beard
2: yeah mm-hmm. well we're over an hour again i think here boys so let's wrap this bitch up all right yeah, we don't need to... we don't need to be boring people
0: yeah all right well let's get out of here everybody that uh continues to follow thank you um keep coming back we'll keep doing them uh be sure to check out social medias and check out the youtube channel peace out we'll check you guys later love ya.
1: See you See boys. <laughs>